Hey everybody, welcome to your wrong. Luciano, what's everybody wrong about this week? Uh, I mean, it's not everybody. Okay, it's everybody. They're wrong about how to build hype around new games. And I specifically wanted to start talking about pre-ordering stuff. So if you like games in any fashion and you have not been living under a rock or locked in some barn somewhere, you know that Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out. And and so that got me thinking about eventually. pre-order bonuses. Shut up. It's, 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 it's coming, coming out shut, eventually. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> okay. You work. Do you work for CD Projekt Red? <laughs> no, I need their work so that my vacation isn't going to be just me okay. staring at the computer. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. So it got me thinking about pre-order bonuses and and or like just pre-ordering games in general. So I'm one of those people who's cheap and wait for games to be on sale before I buy them. But there are a few exceptions. And games like these, especially from from a development studio that I like in terms of the games that they have released that I have played. So I really enjoyed all all three Witcher games. Obviously the last one was the best one, but so I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm going to pre-order it. And, you know, and then I went to look at the pre-order bonuses on, on 2077. And I'm like, really? So like you had to order, if you ordered it on good old games, um, the upside is the money goes entirely to CD Projekt Red instead of, you know, Epic or Steam or whoever just taking a chunk out of it, which is good. But then yeah. you had to order it there to get like soundtracks and wallpaper and some other shit. I'm like, are you serious? And then I went to look at like a little, not not too in the past, but like in the in the in the last few years. And I went to look at like pre-order bonuses, and they're all shit. It's like, like not just for so not just for Cyberpunk. You're talking about games in general. Yeah, well, games that I've seen anyway. It, it's like, hey, you know, here's... Usually this is how it works. At least this is how I've seen. There's like, you know, the regular version. Then there's like something like deluxe or premium or super or whatever you want to call it. And then there's like ultra, mega, hyper, give me all of your cash version. Mm-hmm. And... And then, like the the main game is just the main game, and some if, if you do pre orders, always they always throw some bullshit in there, like like I said, soundtrack or yeah, you know, oh you get to pick this whatever wallpaper that you're never gonna use, or we'll send you a pamphlet so that you can I don't know go on the streets and tell people to buy it. I don't know. It's it's dumb. Is what I'm saying. And then you get the next year. The next year. Depending on the game, it's like, oh, you get the game and then a season pass. And we've all spoken about how much we love those. Um, if you haven't heard, go listen to our earlier episode about yeah. monetization uh, in games. And just to point out here, when you get the season's pass, you save five or ten bucks on the cost of the season's pass. But then you're locked in for the two releases or the three releases it's going to have. Yeah, and, and even if it's not a game like Destiny where it's a, it's an evergreen game or as evergreen as a game can get, um, like, wow. Um, 
you still like have okay now you're gonna get there's gonna be two dlcs and blah 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 and that kind of stuff and then you don't have to pay for each of them and then sometimes there's like cosmetics right it's like oh you can have you know this exclusive whatever you pay so much money now you have a vest that's made of like dollar bills i don't know there's... let me let me help you with this because i'm going to go through the world of warcraft shadowlands ones because they they highlight your point exactly okay and it'll it'll stick something real in people's minds so for the base edition and we're talking about canadian dollars here 55 dollars gets you world of warcraft shadowlands the expansion when it comes out that is all you get now there's a heroic edition and that is for another 15 dollars <laughs> additionally that is 79.99 you get said expansion you also get a Shadowlands character boost, uh, and I think that takes you to 40 now instead of, or maybe 50, and the new cap 60. But it takes you to the old cap, essentially. You also get the Ensorcelled Everworm Flying Mount, and you get the Vestments of the Eternal Traveler Transmog set quest. So I think that gives you stuff to do. It doesn't actually just give you the equipment. Now, for a low, low fee of $105.99, you get all the things I talked about. And the Wraith Chill Cosmetic Weapon Effect, the Eternal Traveler's Hearthstone, 30 extra days of game time, and the Anima Wormling Pet. That's, that, those are the three packages they offer. Honestly, that's a little better than I expected. Because like, I'm looking at other games right now, actually. And then you have like... Let me go let me go to to the actual story and I'll read it for everybody. But it's like there's so Bloodlines 2 which was supposed to have come out, you know, around the same time as as Cyberpunk. Yeah. I'm grateful it doesn't, by the way. But it's yeah, like Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's like so you have the um the first Blood edition. This is all pre-order, right? So Bloodlines yep. 2, first Blood edition. It comes okay. with the Retro Hunter outfit, see, as I called it, engraved pistol weapon skin, Civil War saber weapon skin, and digital <laughs> official soundtrack. Now, okay. if you get the unsanctioned edition... Ooh, it's, this sounds naughty. It's all of that, plus 24-hour early access, plus in-game dev commentary, plus in-game <laughs> art book, Damsel's Barrette, and if, you have, if you've played... Uh, Bloodlines, Bloodlines One. You know who Demsel is, so that's that's like the nostalgia factor there. Okay. Uh, oh, Jeanette outfit and Smiling Jack outfits. Just talk about nostalgia. Great. Vermin family portrait, sarcophagus table, severed arm weapon skin, and stop sign item. Oh, literally, the unsigned or the unsanctioned version should have been called "Old Nerds Are Nostalgic" version. Like honestly, this is all that it should be called. I, I really enjoy that um, the two things that had any sort of value were negated because like the art book sound or the game art book sounded cool until yeah. they made it an in-game art book. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the hell guys? Yeah. And then the blood moon edition or the season of the wolf edition has a season pass. Of course. Of course. And then it has two story packs, an expansion and the bludgeon weapon skin. Wait, sorry, I'm confused here. It has a season's pass, yeah, and an expansion. Well, yeah, season pa the season's pass includes two story packs and the expansion. Oh, okay, so that's okay, thank good. You. 
That's fine. That's fair. Most yeah. most just do like like uh, if you buy the seasons pass for for Destiny Two as an example, you got two things if I remember correctly, or just two expansions. So yeah. So it's not like my point is this: why why does it cost that much more money? Because if it was like you said, an actual art book, right? Mm -hmm. And like I remember back in the day when Vampire uh, Redemption came out in, in the early 2000s. Right. Um, and I was still living in Brazil, and so this was expensive, but I was young <laughs> and I had nothing else to spend my money on. I know this story, and it's excellent, so please continue. <laughs> okay. So I, they released it, and I was at the height of my addiction to playing Vampire, right? And I was like, I you know, I'm 19. I, I don't have real problems or or, you know, bills to pay <laughs> so might as well just spend all a, a whole lot of my money on, on this thing and this was you know before amazon was actually a thing and all of those things so long story short in terms of price i paid back then it must have been 300 bucks or so for what, the whole was, thing. was that brazil bucks or yeah brazil bucks but how it was does that like convert roughly uh i don't know how it was back then it was about the same. Like it would be as if it was like three hundred dollars Canadian, or like so not not cheap is what you're telling. Like me. more more like four hundred today. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 And cool. so, but here's the thing: I got a couple of things that were, I okay, worth it might be just me trying to justify myself, <laughs> but but it, it, at least it was something. So I got okay. I got an actual um, hardcover book. For the uh, for the tabletop game, which is you could buy that the same book um, in just like regular paperback, and as far as I know, there was no way of buying that book in the same format that I got with like silver trimmings on the on the pages and the hardback and all that kind of stuff. There was no yeah. way to get that back home, so that right. was good. I still have it. I brought it with me when I moved here to Canada. Okay. I, I still have it on my cupboard, and Co I got a totally worth the four hundred dollars. Listen, shut up. Um, <laughs> and Sorry, I also, you, you said you got a pendant, right? Uh, yeah, that I I wore for Far maybe too long. a month. No, no, I was like, because I get bothered by like chains and pendants. Like I, I just can't; they just bother me, so I take them off. But I was mm -hmm. like, no, I paid for this. I'm gonna wear it. And now imagine, ima I mean, you guys have probably not seen me in person, but you know, unless you we were an extra life. Which, by the way, thank you if you donated. But um, imagine me, like a, quite a few more pounds thinner. You've seen pictures of me when I was younger, mm -hmm. wearing that pendant just as I went to work. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's an it's an ank, right? The the symbol of of eternal life. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah, whatever. Was it was it the <laughs> did it make you have the coolest edge lord outfit in all of Brazil? <laughs> Probably. I'd like oh. to think so. <laughs> Congratulations. Totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, at least the point that I'm making is, you know, if it, if it wasn't for like literally paying 150 bucks for, you know, duty, which is what I did. That's why it was so expensive. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a was, lot of duty. Yeah, I know. It was something like that. It was it was like import fees and duty. It was like 150 God damn. Bucks. It doubled the, the cost of the thing, basically. Um, but at least I got something. 
And, and you know, honestly, something that I actually used the book, I used it quite a bit, and and it's something that I still cherish heavy, right? It's not yeah. an in art, in book, in game art book. Like, <laughs> it was an out of game art book. <laughs> it was, and it, it's really nice. A really nice book, but but like, my point is, you're not. Why is it more expensive? Is more expensive ex- just because you want more money? That's it. Yeah, and 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 to your point, it's it's not like a couple bucks more expensive, right? Like the Shadowlands one is an example. If if you look at the the one that doesn't have game time in it, you pay fifteen dollars extra for a game boost, which I guess you could put value to it because they offer game boosts, so it's more expensive to buy a game boost separately than get it in that pack. But you're still you're still looking at paying, you know, like the the epic edition to the base edition. You're paying fifty dollars more. Uh, and and you're getting basically effects. Thirty games, thirty days of game time would be about twenty bucks Canadian. So so it's still thirty bucks more for a bunch of in-game effects when you paid fifty dollars, fifty-five dollars for the literal game. And so like the economy of scalers is just busted. I was looking up Assassin's Creed Valhalla because it just came out, and they have a version that is what looks to be ninety-nine dollars American. Um, and it just comes with a season's pass, obviously. So there's some value in a season's pass, I guess. You know, you have to pay for it normally. But then the Berserker gear pack, the Berserker settlement pack, the Berserker longship pack, and a set of ruins. But these are all in-game items. And and I don't understand how they're convinced people to pay $50 more for in-game content, especially for a game that, like, only you see. Potentially, I, I, I'm not. I don't think there's a huge, you know, open world or interconnected world for Valhalla where you can play with all your friends and show off your your berserker packs. Yeah, and also, like Valhalla has another problem, which is like it has its five tiers, and like two of the tiers are kind of the same. And then how do you pick? There's a gold edition and a gold edition steel book, which gets you a unique steel book. Yeah. But then you have the ultimate edition, which doesn't have the steelbook, but has the ultimate pack. I mean, this is Ubisoft, so of course they're sure. fucking as in the ass with this, you know. There's their collect Valhalla collector's edition that comes with some actual physical stuff. It looks like right, but including... not the steel, not the steelbook. Like how mm-hmm. how do I get one? There's not even a, or there is. Oh my lord! There's like so, seven versions. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a steelbook with the seasons pass and the. Uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but Ivior uh, Statuette. But then there's just uh, the full game Ultimate Edition versus the one with the Seasons Pass. I don't know, man. Like, it's you get a bonus mission. Like, it just, yeah. I understand video game companies need to make more money. And generally, I'm for, I hate the term Seasons Pass because it's stupid. Um, it doesn't yeah, same, imply same. what it is. But if you're paying ahead, to get some savings on expansions, that's okay. But other than that, I'm just like, I'd rather you just say this stuff's in the store and if you want to buy it, buy it. Versus I pay this much more at the beginning to get it. It's just none of this, I guess the the bottom line is like, why is this valuable to anybody? Like physical stuff, I'm all for. Like give me a statue, cool. Give me an art book, cool. Give me a fucking Ankh pendant so I can be the best edgelord in all of Brazil. Cool, totally worth it. But when you come down to here's some in-game art book or, you know, gear you can wear or transmogs, it's just like, 
What for, I'm man? still I'm still personally offended at the in-game art book. Like that that's just <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. And you know I'm still probably going to get it cuz I want the rest of the shit, but you know, I'm part of the problem is what I I'm mean, saying. I mean, that's it, right? I think that's it. It's like if you love something, if you're re- like you love vampire and if you love yeah. it, they've got you in the in the sense that like you want all the cool things because you're going to yeah, use it or benefit from it, I guess. And I, I honestly don't mind in-game stuff if they're useful. Like, you know, everybody that has ever played WoW for any length of time, other than just looking at the game and quitting, knows that, you know, mounts are cool. and Pets are a little less cool, depending on, on the kind of, like, my wife loves, the, like, she had, like, 300 pets when she played. And she loved to play the Pokemon thing with them. But, you know, those things are okay. They're, like, they're things you're going to use in-game. Even if it's just cosmetic you know that's fine but like this is a problem that i have with that and this is sort of a tangent but like why why does a mount cost $25 like what the fuck why we can't charge you like people are losing their goddamn minds because video games want to go up to i guess in the states go up by $10 us canada it's always kind of crept up so it's hard to tell they always adjust for for the exchange rate and never go back yeah but um but if you look at like going up by ten dollars, I'm like, I I would rather you charge me ten dollars for this game that I'm paying for that's supposed to give me, you know, fifteen, twenty, forty, or for buying, you know, Cyberpunk three thousand hours of enjoyment. Um, give you ten dollars more for that than you'd be like, hey, if you want this cool mount, that's twenty five dollars when the game is like seventy. Yeah, <laughs> like, the economies of scale makes no sense to me. It, it, yeah, and and like. Other like there are other companies where, you know, on top of everything, they have like you have the the um the pre-purchase that you make or like the pre-order that you make, and then it, that comes with a bunch of stuff, right? And then you know, like you you can see in like game files if you go look that stuff is already there, and they still charge you extra for things that are already like it's just a Hey, if you want to play that mission over there, um, you better shell out another fifteen dollars or buy, you know, buy the season pass. When it's like it's not new. It's not that they're okay. We're gonna use this money that you're giving us to fuel the development of this new thing that's coming in three months or whatever. No, it's already there. You know well, what I mean? To, it, yeah, like, like to me that that reeks of the inability to break. Or, or maybe maybe it's not the inability, but it's like they don't want to break that price barrier. And so they cheat you by saying, here's all the content you get for the price of $70. And now this thing, if you pre-order and and buy the Super Mega Ultimate Remix Edition, you get this extra mission or extra story content. Because for some reason, if you just said, hey, this game is 700 hours and it's going to cost you 80 instead of $70, the public loses their goddamn mind. Yeah. There's something to be said about that too, right? The same people that lose their minds when when you say, "Wait, wait a minute, you're, you're telling me I'm gonna have to shell out eighty dollars for something that's going to last me literal hundreds of hours," and then they turn around. Well, they did when society was still functioning. They would turn around and go have you know drinks or uh, an expensive dinner for like a hundred dollars. Hey, man, that's what alcohol costs these days. Fuck you. It's not just alcohol, man. I'm not even like it's not even me just piling on you with this because I I'm this I'm I'm known to go to expensive restaurants that I like 
even if I, you know, it's like, do I have to go there? No, but I like it. And it's, if you look at it in pure, like, how much money did I spend for how much time did I spend enjoying the yeah. thing? It's like two hours yeah. versus a game that, that is going to, you know, any game. I don't, I don't think that there's a game that's going to run you two hours, right? And if it does, it probably doesn't cost 80 bucks. No, maybe like $5. Yeah. So on the one hand, yeah, we're, we're like, how dare you raise $10? You know what I mean? But, but then I understand because, you know, it's the $10 uh, over the base game price. Plus, here's some more bullshit for you that you're never going to use or need for another 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, right? it just, the packings just don't equal the value. And like, so, I get, you know, the argument to say, I, I agree with your argument the premise, like, oh, you've charged me $10 extra and this thing's already here. You're just gating it from me. Yeah. And I think part of that comes from the fact that we've been stuck at a dollar value for games. And so... You know, if you think about how long games are, if you think about Hades, I think is nah, it's not a great example. It's hard because with a game like Hades, it's it's roguelike, and so the replay value is kind of built in. I'm just trying to think of like, I don't, you know, let's go with the NHL hockey games because oh, again? okay, That's yeah, good. well, because they're a great example of like you're throwing away your money because it's the same shit. They just repackage it, right? So you'll pay eighty dollars for that each year to play it, and you'll get X amount of hours of enjoyment out of it. And, and when it comes to buying, paying, you know, for a cyberpunk, which, you know, at minimum, even if you just played the, we'll call it the Matt Conquer way, which is just do all the main storylines, skip all of the side quests. Uh, if you play that way, you're probably looking at 50 to 75 hours of gameplay. And that's if you know, if you play competently aren't, and aren't screwing around <laughs> versus we have the Luciano way where you can spend four or 500 hours playing that game. Wait, 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 wait. why did you yeah. call me? the luciano way ah okay carry on yeah sorry <laughs> um did you think i called you the italian one you almost did yeah i was kind of it was a there. it was a weird hybrid one <laughs> yeah my bad if you play my, the me way yeah then what? then you can get up to 500 hours and so the point i'm trying to make is we have no clue for what we're willing to pay for in our economy yeah. of scale like cyberpunk is a tremendous value NHL is not, even though they both have open-ended amount of times you can play, because NHL does nothing to give you the next game. <laughs> Whereas those yeah. guys have been spending how long building Cyberpunk, building a whole new world, content, stories, everything. And and so we'll turn around, complain about pricing there, and then we'll pay, you know, eighty dollars for a storyline and like Call of Duty that's like maybe fifteen hours. And that apparently is okay too. And it's just like it it's a real fucked up system they built by saying every new game that's supposed to be AAA has to be this price. Yeah, and, and it like throws you off, I think, because of, of all of this varying like money to content value that, that we get. I think it, it completely throws the consumer off in terms of, you know, how much is this worth? And I think it's on purpose. Because like you said, you know, a game that takes 15 hours or 50 hours or 300 hours to complete, they all cost the same. If you're just talking about the base game and it's a AAA game, you're going to pay 80, 80 bucks for it if you buy it out of, you know, not on sale. In Canada, that's 80 Canadian, that's it, right? Yep. But then they throw in, like, okay, so that already there, it's like, okay, so what am I paying for? Am I paying for how hard it was to develop? Am I paying for how long I'm going to enjoy this? Is it a combination? What? How does each of those things factor in? And then they throw in 
the rest of the stuff like um like the the pre-order shit or season pass or dlc and then it's interesting too because even a dlc you're like okay there's a dlc for game x costs 15 dollars, but right. the, the dlc for that other game costs 20 but okay but let's see how much game time did i get on that first one versus the second one and how much time is the new dlc going to be so you know what i mean and i think yeah. this is all to keep us sort of unsure of what the value is that we're paying for mm -hmm. and and like you said you know th th there's this preconception that i'm pretty sure they the, the gaming company is built really that a triple a game should should cost x and you can't really veer from that it's not the gaming companies that's the console manufacturers okay you should say so are you saying it bled into did it bleed into pc i'm saying that xbox and uh sony have said that it costs us much to sell a game on our system and so pc is oh. just adopted basically ten dollars cheaper okay because okay. because the reality is is if you're going to put your game out on pc and there's no you don't have to pay the like the whatever 30 percent licensing fee then you're going to want to maximize your money so you go a little cheaper it's just like hey come over here it's like anything right if i don't have to pay a licensing fee i sell it to you a little cheaper but they're not going to slice 30 percent off just because it's makes you feel warm and fuzzy yeah, but also Steam does take its cut, and so does the Epic Store, right? Yeah. Well, I think any store does. Oh, but... yeah, I maybe and maybe the licensing fee for a console is higher than thirty percent. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Ugh, that would be like thirty percent is already fleecing, but but anyway, it's like my my point is, you know, there's this preconception. Whoever is to blame, I I'm happy to spread that blame. <laughs> so, like I don't it's so kind of you. I don't yeah, I don't have a preferred a preferred target. <laughs> um but like there I think all of this causes us to kind of not have an idea as consumers as the people buying the games. We don't have a good idea of how much like content and how much enjoyment and 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 playtime and whatever else you want to put there our money is worth because I can guarantee you if you put if you do the math and you if you if you put the numbers to the test, the the main game is probably cheaper hour for hour than a DLC. In terms of how much time you play. Right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, so I like it's I don't know. I don't know what the solution to this. I I guess I don't have to know the solution, I just have to complain. But You're very I, good at that. I, I am. I really am. <laughs> um but yeah i don't know like it's it's i wonder if the solution is to stop buying the, these these things on pre-order and when when they're full price and just doing what i do and just buy shit on steam when it's like some sort of a random season sale where everything goes down by 75 percent and then you buy there i i, I don't think so but i think I, I know what you're getting at, and I think the way I would say take that and do that sort of yes and stuff that I have to do at work that everybody loves so much is <laughs> it's the yes and what if you just paid for the stuff that gave you value and didn't pay the company for the stuff that's the values that are whack on? And I because because I know the companies are trying to do a thing where they're trying to maximize the amount of money they make off the game they built, 
because it's, it's expensive, right? It's hundreds of millions of dollars on these AAA games to, potentially. And so they want to recoup that money. And so paying for a season's pass makes sense because you get more game content. You get what you want. Paying for the game when it's when it's new and it's full price, if you're really going to like that game and you're excited about it, paying that's great. But it's when you pay them extra money for skins and all those other things that's out of whack to the game they built, that's where you reinforce the them building stuff and charging you exorbitant amount of monies, you know, $20 or $25 for a mount. And with a mount, it's still like in a game like WoW, it still makes sense. And I still want to talk about other things in, in, in games like WoW, but like in Cyberpunk, why do I care about like a jacket that I can wear on Cyberpunk or on Bloodlines? Like what the fuck? Well, Nobody's going to see it but me. My point with WoW is yes, sell those, but not for $25. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. right? That's like, ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. Like sell it for an amount that, that makes sense and doesn't, it puts value to, because it, I, and I'm sure they've done this, big companies do this. So they probably hit the sweet spot of who's willing to pay, you know, it's the whales versus the, the masses. But if, if we paid for valuable content we want and can use, that's great. But if you start paying for stuff because you love the company and you, and, and, and you you don't think about what you're doing. You're not mindful of your purchase. That's when you run into to paying for fucking in-game art books because you love <laughs> vampire. They're but never gonna think... live that down. Oh, no, I'm, but... I'm, uh, <laughs> right? I already <laughs> hate it so much that there's an in-game art book. Well, that's the, like you love vampire, but I do. But you're never gonna use the in-game art book. No, like like not realistically because you're in the game. You can see the art as you play. Having an out-of-game art book is awesome because then you can sit in your coffee table when you're chilling out or maybe you're in the washroom and you're doing your business. I don't want to judge. <laughs> but you can look at it outside. So that, like, just from a psychological level, that that actually builds people's want to get back into the game, right? If you can, you, you're out of the game, but you can still see it. Like, that is, it's a whole other world of pain that we probably shouldn't go into. But I think there's more value in that. Oh, for sure. 100% there's more value to that. And, but I think the, the reality is, this is where I wrap my, my rant up and let you continue your side, is building all these things is fucking cheap as hell. One artist can knock out a mount, and you know, I'm not going to say it's a quick amount of time, but one artist spends maybe a month building this, this mount. And that salary is cheap in comparison to, I'm going to have to f- design a physical art book, find a printer for the physical art book ship the physical art book and all those things go along with it so i know why they're cutting the corner but it's just so dumb it's not the corner that they're cutting they're cutting in the middle <laughs> like <laughs> they're slicing it in half but like maybe they're punching honestly, us in the face yeah and honestly they the whole mount thing i don't think it takes that much because they're not it's not like they're gonna go okay so now we finished everything that we wanted to do for this Shadowlands expansion. Now you, game or graphic designer X, you are going to design the new mount that is going to cost twenty five dollars. No, this is it's <laughs> part of the thing, right? Yeah, it's and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. I, I'm I'm not a designer, graphics designer. I really don't know much about game development. Certainly not enough to comment on how long it takes or how much effort it is. But however yeah. much effort it is. It can't be more than, you know, the mounts you get by doing quests or the mounts you get by getting as a drop on a boss or like, you know what I mean? That's the thing. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be a hypocrite and say, don't buy those things. 
because God only knows how much money I spent when I played WoW in, on mounts and pets and all that shit. Yeah. So, so, like, let's leave that alone, right? But if we're talking about WoW, and, and I, I just before I go there, I just wanted to say that, you know, I started talking about Cyberpunk. Um, and honestly, Cyberpunk's model in terms of pre-order is actually the least toxic one of all the ones we talked about because there's no tiers. It's just one pre-order. And you get a bunch of stuff, right, that isn't, um, like isn't going to give you any advantage because there's that. We haven't talked about that, and I'm not going to go into it right now. But there are certain, hopefully last for multiplayer games, but certainly for single-player games, there are situations where if you don't get it in the pre-order, you lose access to a cool item that is actually going to be helpful in the game. So, like, that's a way of kind of trying to force you to get it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think just to, to hit that quickly and so we don't talk about it too long, I think we covered that when we talked about monetizing games. Like, yeah. that, that pull of, here's the season's pass, uh, not season's pass, but like a, whatever you want to call it, like, destiny when you play through and you got the, it's a the, season pass the, the, it's but it's the monthly thing right it's the do all these monthly quests to get gear and loot right? yeah, yeah yeah uh yeah it's so it's the, it's playing the season right it's like doing the leveling up and getting access to the stuff yeah. you already paid for yeah so so in that it's like if you don't pay for it you get the, the one tier but if you pay for it you get all this extra cool stuff on the upper tier that's sort of baiting it's just like fuck you guys yeah but but and and so just to finish this up and, and to touch on the other thing that I wanted to touch is, you know, at least Cyberpunk is like, yeah, you get a bunch of stuff that makes no difference. So if I didn't want to pay ahead of time from the game, I wanted to wait until it was out, then maybe I wouldn't get, you know, the original score or the source book or the oh and I actually get I hadn't seen this. You actually get a Cyberpunk twenty twenty source book, like the the tabletop one. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. It's it's in it's in PDF format probably, but still. So that's cool, right? But like, if I didn't want any of this, right, I could just wait until it was out, and I would pay the exact amount of money, same amount of money, and I would get you know, um, the same game. There's not a different tier. It's not like different items, and you know, th- I guess I guess this is more of a hey guys, if you want to support us with some you know making sure that we have a lot of pre-sales because that's good for numbers inside the company and that's good for like investors and that kind of shit. Here's some incentive that is like just a thank you. And I think that that's a little bit better. It's still kind of bullshitty, but it's not as much bullshit as an in-game art book. <laughs> We're never going to let that go for sure. No, never. Uh, so here's here's the interesting thing. We've been talking about this for a while and, and we're calling these pre-order bonuses mm-hmm. and they are most definitely not. Because the idea, as you, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm just going to explain this for our listeners, a pre-order bonus initially was the idea that if you prepay for the game, so they can know how many people are going to buy the buy the game, like you kind of mentioned just just before me, yeah, they would give you something for free as a thank you. So that's where the bonus came from. I think at times, if you pre-ordered like one of the Call of Duties at at a Best Buy, you got like a mini flask or a toque or whatever garbage. And those have quickly gone from pre-order bonuses. Hey, thanks for buying this game too. If you don't pay us more money than we, we want just for the initial game, you won't get any of this cool stuff. So you're going to miss out. And I think that's a really shitty way to treat your customers. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Sorry. There is a collector's edition for Cyberpunk. I didn't see it. 
Oh, well, at yeah. least you got to correct yourself in this episode so no one can come back at us and tell us we're wrong. That would be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> if our but own it's... fans called us, that's not how this works, guys. Just to be No, clear. yeah, shut up. Oh, it's it's sold out too, the collector's edition, at least in Canada. But it, it's a physical copy. and then it, But then it comes with a bunch of cool stuff. It comes yeah, it's got with that like giant mnemonic statue. Yeah, and like <laughs> it's not well. Yeah, okay, and it comes with a bunch of other stuff. But anyway, I, I just wanted to correct myself. But yeah, it's uh, I agree. It's it's it went from hey guys, thank you for you know supporting us ahead of time and trusting us and and you know making sure that we're staying afloat and that kind of stuff and and that we know that what we're doing is going to work and is going to sell to. Hey, if you don't do this, you're an idiot because you're looking at all of the shit you're going to miss that all of your friends are going to have and yeah. you're going to feel like a fucking loser. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. the other thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is this came from seeing you and, and you know everybody else in our group of friends that are playing WoW, like the little bitches that you are. And yep. I never know, said I would never go back. Fair enough. Uh, I did, but you know, never is a very strong word. I don't. Come I on. won't now, but never is a very strong word. If, if when, sorry, when Cyberpunk is 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 uh, canceled or sorry, not canceled, delayed until January, will you play WoW then? No. Okay. No. no. What if it? Okay. Oh, I already we'll paid for Cyberpunk. Now I'm not. <laughs> you got you got that week of vacation to use up. Week and a half. Week and a half. WoW can definitely use up all that time for you. No. 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 Anyways. Man. Anyway, Please tell the masses. But, but talking about wow is, you know, how do you, we're talking about hype, right? And how do you keep interest and hype in the game? And with a game like wow, yeah, you have an expansion every other year or so. I don't know if Blizzard changed that, but that's usually how it used to be. It's still every year-ish. Yeah. And then how do you keep them interested? And like, and it's the, the, the choice. And this is the, this is true of other MMOs and, and similar games like destiny. It's to make in-game events. And to me, I, I've always, I always had like a love, hate, hate a lot. The relationship with those <laughs> events. Okay. Because there was always this, I'm not, I'm talking exclusively about wow. There was always cool items, yep. good good ones that actually would be useful. But then you had to go do the same goddamn thing every fucking year. And that just ground my gears. I don't know about you. You're playing now. I don't so I I'd like to be, you know, I'd like to see what your perspective on this is, but mm -hmm. I always hate that. And then it's such a thinly veiled, like, oh, you know, it's winter festival. No, shut up, it's Christmas. Like what the fuck? Don't don't give me that bullshit. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Uh, anyway, what 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 are you what are your thoughts on that? I I know I hate those, but um, I I think there are a better way to build up hype. I think it, they come in two ways, right? There's there's the way of I haven't played this game for you know X number of years, months, whatever. So so in the case of Shadowlands, as an, as an example they're running this event now to it really is just a way for you to gear up your characters your alt so so you have gear that's good to go when the expansion comes so you're not using your gear that you had from you know at the beginning of last expansion maybe you just never played so those things can be valuable they can build a bit of hype bring back new players and get them accustomed to the game i think those are good um 
But I think the challenge that you have with the ones you're talking about, like Winterfest or Brewfest or insert classy name in front fest is they never change. Yeah, so it's exactly. Cool the first time. And then every other time you try to play it, it's just like, yeah, I did this already. And I mean, the biggest offender of this by far is Overwatch. Um, I think they just added a new event. I don't keep track of it that much anymore. Or maybe it's just a side side quest where it's just like log in and play and we'll give you some skins if you, you know, watch streamers or stuff, like one of those things. But in general, you know, those events are like, oh yeah, come play our events and you're gonna you're gonna go through this story and it's the same story year over year. And so what was cool the first year stops being cool and now you're not building hype, you're just making an annoying event that people might probably skip because there's no value to it. So so to build hype, having an in-game event before things happen, I think you can do them and I think they work well if they're built specifically for the thing that's happening. But if they're going to be in-game events just to, to, I guess, keep people interested per month, those ones tend to suck because they never iterate on them. Oh, honestly, I don't mind the Overwatch ones as much because it doesn't really change what you have to do. Other than like during the summer where you play Lucio Ball, which I actually liked. So a, a different game mode in a game like Overwatch is better than, you know, here's the same dungeon you have to go through a million times during this month long or like two week long event to make sure you get all the loot that you need because some of it is best in slot and, and now you have to have it if you want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think for Overwatch, I'm talking about just the Junkenstein's revenge thing where it's like this one story. Oh, thing. yeah. Okay. Versus giving me a whole game mode. Yeah, great. I can play the game differently for a while. But I, I agree with you. Those are those are fun. No, yeah. For uh, I think I blocked it. Jesus. I think it was PTSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolfenstein and the, the, the ones that I've said in the past. What is the name of those things? Sorry. You know what? That's archives. Yeah, the no, archives. No. Yeah, but it's not Wolfenstein, it's Junkenstein. Did I say Wolfenstein? Wow. Okay. <laughs> he definitely did. Wow. Yeah, over the archive missions. Wolfenstein and, would be interesting yeah. <laughs> inside oh, Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, Junkenstein and like archive missions. And like, yeah, that's the first time it was it was cool because it was different. I said, oh, PVE, right? But then it's the mm -hmm. same thing every year. That's the problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. At, at least the archive ones kind of changed. At least the. The two that, times that I yeah. play, they change, and that's those are the best ones, right? Is when you when you keep putting out a new a new piece to it, uh, you know, a new a new event, a, more to it, just adding to it. Those are fun and those are great. But if you're just going to run the same thing each time, year over year, you're doing yourself no favors, and it actually I think it starts to harm you um, in terms of giving your players things things to do. Yeah, it Keeping was the same engaged. in Destiny, really. Yeah, I mean, Destiny is the worst because they they drip feed you content. Like they're like they're just trying to keep you alive. They're not actually trying to make you have fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like I played. I remember playing two of those last year. It was the the Halloween one and then the the Christmas one. Yeah, and the Christmas one especially was so so boring. It was actually probably what killed me, like killed which, Destiny which for was me the Christmas entirely. One, you had to go and get like kill specific kinds of monsters that they would drop specific oh, the, kinds the of cookie things. thing the cookie thing yeah yeah that was fucking stupid and then you needed to <laughs> to make like a 250 cookies 
if you wanted to get the legendary mount or the legendary like speeder. That's that's the thing. It wasn't doing uh, the cookie thing that killed me. It was that the sheer amount of time it would take to do it that was just like oppressive. Yeah, and and, no, and and you had to go kill specific things, and you had to go sometimes to specific like uh, strikes and shit to get what you needed, and then it was like. You have to give this one. You have to find which person likes which cookies. It was a pain, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was so I, boring. Yeah, it was yeah. again. It's it's the destiny model of give me content that's just barely engaging, but then yeah. bleed me dry. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think uh, I think I've complained enough for for an hour. Um, well, it's only been forty five minutes, so you've you've outdone yourself. Yeah, it's true. You I mean, I can find another key, another fifteen minutes. <laughs> no, I think everyone's satisfied with your ranting and yeah. raving. No, I was, so I'm just gonna close it. Out. I want to hear what you have to say as a, as a close up as well. But like, you know, I think gamers, and obviously I'm including us in this, is we're not very discerning consumers. <laughs> we think we are, but we're not. If we're willing to pay for <laughs> shit, we? like, I mean. <laughs> I w- people would say, yeah, yeah, man, and I never buy stuff like uh, I always buy stuff on sale, and then something that you really love comes out, and then it's like, yeah, okay, here's a hundred bucks. Give me an in-game art book. <laughs> Jesus, you know I'm mad at myself because I'm definitely buying that, right? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to name the title of this episode. You're wrong about in-game art books because yeah, I have you now. But perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I and I think I think we. We're doing ourselves a dis- a disservice of you know for not being a bit more discerning in that. I don't know if if there's a whole lot that we can do without a a huge mass of people like protesting this somehow. But oh, anyway, yeah, I mean we're not trying to change anything here. That that would be effort. We're all about not making the effort. We're just complaining because that's what yeah. we do. That's what we do um, best. I will. I am going to get a little deep. And expose just a fraction of of my soul personally, and maybe gamer souls in general. But I think soul? the challenge here. What's what's that? Sorry, I'm. I know I have gingivitis. Um, <laughs> what would I call it? Heart? Do I have one of sure. those? Does that count? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Yeah. Let's go with that. A little bit of my heart is that we play games, and games are an escape from from whatever's going on in the world, the yeah. nonsense, and so. For me, and I think for a lot of people, the more I can wrap myself in that world, a world that I'm excited about, the better. And I think that's where they have us, is if you love something and you want to wrap yourself in that world, you're willing to pay $25 for a mount or an in-game art book because you love that world and you want more of that content. You want to eat it up. And if you hate that world, (laughs) then that thing is stupid and they're charging way too much money for it. Um, (laughs) But I think at the end, we're all going to pay this because we're so immersed in that world and we love it that they know they've got us over the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree. It's, it's the same with movies like star Wars and I'm not going to get into it. I don't have time. <laughs> but, Please don't. But that's, that's the reason why we, you know, we, we were pretty sure, you know, going in that the last movie was going to suck. We still went to watch it in the movie. Oh, we, we tried to go with the lowest expectations possible. And yeah. By damn it, they defeated those expectations. Yeah, we went. We went like our expectation was, you know, bottom of the of the well, and then when you walk in, into the the movie theater, they handed us a shovel. 
to yeah. keep on to keep on digging because yeah. yeah. But yeah, and I think you're right. I think it, the the escapism is is it's not the only reason, but it's a pretty big reason why, at least for me as well, I play to kind of you know get immersed into something that isn't reality. Yeah. And and you know if it's a story I like with characters I like and you know an environment or a setting that I I think it's cool and interesting, then all the better. But you know, just to disagree because who would I be if I didn't? I don't, oh. I don't know that companies even realize exactly why it's happening. I think they just found a formula that works for whatever reason that it works, and they're sticking to it. It's more like I think you're giving them too much credit, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think I think there's a couple companies that know it. Maybe and yeah. I'll, I'll single out Blizzard as a prime example because of things like BlizzCon, where they yeah. know they have us over trapped. Yeah, um, that's but, fair. But, yeah, but I think there are companies that just follow suit, right? They're just like, oh, well, we're supposed to sell a season's pass with this because that's how it's that's how it works. Yeah, um, and, and, they and honestly, the the in game event thing is similar, right? They know we love the game. When you're playing, when I was playing WoW, like I was like, yeah, just give me more stuff to do, right? Yeah, I, even if after three days I would be hating it already. <laughs> that's how you got pet battles, right? It's like keep me in the game, give me stuff to do. Yeah, that was when I I was actually able to like say, okay, no, this I'm I'm doing just the bare minimum of this. Yeah. To, to get what I need and get what I want. And I was like, my wife, like Fran was like, yes, yes, please. Cute things, cute <laughs> things, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, unless you have anything else to say, Matt, I think we're, we're out of time. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, so just once again, uh, thank you all for supporting us and more, more than us, the kids during extra life um they certainly appreciate it and you know if you didn't help oops i guess you're feeling bad now but there's good news because you can still donate yeah um but yeah um if you want to talk to us somehow for some reason uh you can always email us at yourwrongcast at gmail.com if you know how to spell if not we really don't want to hear from you go go learn go read a book and then maybe Maybe you can email us. Yeah, you nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, until next time, I am Luciano. I'm Matt. See, I'm Luciano, not Luciano. Not Luciano, definitely. Okay, Luch. Fuck. Anyway, we're here to tell you that you can have your opinion. Go ahead. Just know that it's going to be wrong. See you next time.